It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This offseason will be a time where it's easy to get excited about what the Chicago Bears could do in free agency and maybe even a blockbuster trade. But at the same time, you can also find signs of the team heading in the wrong direction. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth, Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at Cox Sports One. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can also like Locked On Bears on Facebook and join the Locked On Bears Facebook group. On the show today, another brief update on this Bears coaching staff and the search to fill in some of their assistant vacancies in what is starting to be a trend not reflecting favorably on Matt Nagy and the organization. Then we'll go into the latest reporting from Fox NFL insider Jay Glazer about the Chicago Bears' plans at the quarterback position and why we could be in for some fireworks this offseason. And we'll wrap up with a Bears' perspective on these two Super Bowl teams— including the message Patrick Mahomes had on the sideline for his teammates in the AFC Championship game that has direct ties to the Bears and Matt Nagy. No additional new changes to the Bears coaching staff, but we did find out on Monday a coach who will not be joining their staff. It's kind of a smaller news note, but I think it has bigger picture implications about the state and direction of this team. We talked yesterday about how the Bears had mutual interest with Philadelphia Eagles running backs coach Deuce Staley to come to Chicago and replace the Bears running backs coach Charles London, who left for the quarterbacks coach job with the Atlanta Falcons. Still a lateral move there, but Regardless, Deuce Staley of the Eagles, really well regarded as a running backs coach, as a leader, as an offensive mind in the NFL, and someone that would have been a noticeable get for this offense to potentially even upgrade the running backs coach after the one that was here chose to leave for another organization. And the reporting out there was that Deuce Staley asked the Eagles to release him from his contract so he could pursue other opportunities and that he had some interest in the Bears. The Bears had some interest in him as well as the Detroit Lions having some of that mutual interest in Deuce Staley. And on Monday, he chose the Lions. And I think that even just by itself says something that Deuce Staley would rather go to the 5-11 and Lions 
with an inexperienced head coach kind of building together this staff and a team that's clearly a rebuilding project. They plan to most likely part ways with Matthew Stafford. Their goal is to not necessarily win the Super Bowl in 2021. And that, for him, was seen as a more favorable destination for the continuing of his coaching career than the Chicago Bears, who made the playoffs this past year, although at 8-8 eight and eight was not a season to be overly excited about, but more importantly, to reconnect with a coach he had worked directly with on the Philadelphia Eagles when Matt Nagy was there under Andy Reid. Staley's been there this whole time in a variety of different roles, mostly as the running backs coach, but he has that direct connection to Matt Nagy. And of course, coming to Chicago would be the next closest thing to running the same scheme he was used to under Doug Peterson. And he doesn't have any obvious connections to this Lions coaching staff that I've been able to find. Maybe there's some kind of you know, teammates somewhere with somebody that connected him to Dan Campbell. But, you know, I couldn't find any mutual coaching or playing experience between Deuce Staley and Dan Campbell or offensive coordinator Anthony Lynn. So clearly, if there is some connection to the Lions and to that coaching staff, it is a lesser connection than his connection to the Chicago Bears. That, to me, points to a coach who sees the writing on the wall in Chicago and says, yeah, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace could be in their last years in 2021, and if they get fired, the organization will likely clean house, and I, too, would be out of a job in that role. Whereas the Detroit Lions have a new head coach on a six-year deal, and even though it's clearly a worse team right now, and a team that is most likely going to win fewer games than the Bears in 2021, that is still seen as a more desirable situation and organization right now than what the Bears have to boast, despite his strong connections to Matt Nagy and even John Filippo on this coaching staff. It's not just the head coach, but like this position was tailor-made for Deuce Staley to have the easiest transition in the NFL, and he chose to go to the organization that hasn't won anything anytime soon and is gearing up for a complete and full rebuild that is not an easy job. So I think Staley's decision by itself would raise an eyebrow, would raise a red flag. But then when you add that to the rest of the coaching staff movement we've seen, where the Bears running backs coach who Staley was going to replace, Charles London, makes a lateral move to coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Doesn't take a promotion, but actually just kind of wanted something different. Didn't want to keep coaching that spot with the Bears this year. And you see the Bears defensive line coach, same thing, a lateral move to another organization, albeit perhaps one with a coach he has a connection to. I mean, each of these individually, you can make arguments for why they made their decisions that weren't necessarily specific to the Bears situation. But when you have Deuce Staley telling them no, Charles London leaving ship, defensive line coach Jay Rogers jumping ship, outside linebackers coach Todd Monachino no longer coming back, It all points to this trend of the coaching world in the NFL. The rest of the league sees what the Chicago Bears situation is. There's no delusion of grandeur that this is the charter franchise and that everything is okay and that Matt Nagy is on solid ground or anything like that. There's a very real perception of the Chicago Bears of not being a desirable landing spot for coaches right now. 
It makes me wonder if that was an influence in their defensive coordinator situation. I don't want to recklessly speculate, but you look at the set of facts that we have, they promoted the inexperienced safeties coach, a guy I'm excited about. It's not a knock on Sean Desai at all, but I just wonder the other defensive coordinator candidates that they were interested in, were they as interested in the Bears as the Bears were in them? You know, the likes of James Betcher and George Edwards, guys who have experience in the NFL, you could see where perhaps maybe they weren't as inclined to jump for that opportunity in the same way that some of these other departing coaches weren't either. And maybe they didn't have as wide of a choice for defensive coordinator. And so a lot of different things that could be at play here. And, you know, you start to extrapolate it to free agency, you know. Will free agents have some of those same perceptions? Obviously, most of the time free agents are going to go to the highest bidder. So if you're willing to pay they will come. It's not going to keep the Bears from adding most of the talent that they want to. But if they're neck and neck trying to convince a player to come here versus another team, and it's tight, it will the instability or the potential instability be a deciding factor that keeps free agents from coming here? You know, like think a couple years ago when the Bears signed Allen Robinson and they were competing with the Packers and it sounded like the Packers and the Bears were not all that far apart on the money, Robinson chose to come to Chicago. You wonder if you get into a similar situation with a different player and they're trying to decide between the Bears and somewhere else and the money is the same, will they choose the other organization that may have a little bit more stability at head coach and general manager? And how much does this perception of the team affect their ability to properly rebuild this roster this offseason without necessarily overpaying or overspending or overdrafting or overtrading to get the best players. Sometimes overspending is worth it, though. If you get the right player, the price isn't too much. Of course, that requires you to get the evaluation completely correct, but that's a real possibility this offseason with the variety of potential quality quarterback candidates once again available. And we got a little bit more fuel for the Ryan Pace blockbuster trade fire from Fox NFL insider Jay Glazer, who provided his update on what this Bears quarterback offseason will look like. We'll hear his report and discuss what it could entail next on Locked On Bears. The odds makers over at betonline.ag have weighed in on a couple of the Bears' potential quarterback candidates. Odds for Matthew Stafford's next team have the Indianapolis Colts and San Francisco 49ers as the top two favorites. The Bears coming down in with the 18th best odds, maybe trading to an inside-of-the-division opponent not as likely there, but a little bit higher up in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. The 12th best odds there, the Jets, Dolphins, Panthers still remain the top three there, but it's plus 2,200 for Matthew Stafford and only plus 1,200 for Deshaun Watson. So significantly more likely in the eyes of betonline.ag. And if you want to get in on the action, now is a great time to start with the number one place we trust. Sign up today for a free account and enter the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Real quick, if you're a real sports junkie like me, then we've got a new Locked On Podcast for you. Locked On Today breaks down the biggest stories with analysis from all of our local experts from across the Lockdown Podcast Network every single day. You start off the morning with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. So subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. If you want all Chicago Bears all the time, then you're already in the right place. We got a little bit of an update on the Chicago Bears plan at quarterback this offseason with some reporting from NFL insider Jay Glazer. He did some sort of social media segment where he just took Twitter questions and he was asked specifically about the Bears' plans at quarterback. And of course, like he he doesn't know exactly who the Bears are going to sign or trade for or what exactly they're going to do, but he was able to confirm for us a little bit more solidly what the direction is going to be in general. Where are the Bears positioned in the expected quarterback carousel? They're going to be big players in it. They know they have to. They know that their entire offseason, their future, really, you know, hinges on them finding the right guy, finding a quarterback where they don't keep having to have the quarterback carousel. And if you have a guy in there, an offensive guy like Matt Nagy, you want to find somebody you could team up with him for a long time. So, you know, I am, if I'm them, I'm exhausting. Whatever I think my top three options are, I'm doing everything I can to get those top three options. The first option is Deshaun Watson. That's the guy. Of anything out there, Deshaun Watson would be my top target. I would trade so much for a guy like Deshaun Watson. And then, yeah, you have uh, a guy like Matthew Stafford, I think would probably come in after that. Um, But then there's a couple of those draft picks I I would be real interested in. I think the Eagles are going to try and make it work with Carson Wentz. So I don't think he's going to be out there per se. Uh, But there's going to be a couple other guys, veterans that you could be a little surprised about. It could be had. That audio courtesy of... Jay Glazer on Twitter, part of a hashtag AskGlazer segment. And I realize there that he didn't report anything specifically concrete about what the Bears are going to do, in large part because the Bears don't specifically know exactly who they're going to get or what they're going to do. But I think there was still a lot there we can unpack. First of all, confirmation that the Bears are going to be, I think the quote was, major players in the quarterback market. We heard Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace in their postseason press conference emphasize over and over again that the quarterback position needs to be upgraded and that they need better production out of that quarterback position. But that can be interpreted or twisted even in a number of ways. You could upgrade your quarterback position and get better production out of that position by building around Nick Foles. You know, when when Ryan Pace says the quarterback play wasn't good enough in 2020, that doesn't mean it can't be better with the same quarterbacks in 2021, right? There's, There's some wiggle room there to be tricky with your words and the meaning behind them. But Glazer 
seemed a bit more definitive in that he thinks the Bears are going to look outside of the organization for a more clear and defined upgrade at the quarterback spot that could ultimately end up being just a first-round pick at quarterback. It could be trading up in the first round to get a quarterback, but of course he mentions Deshaun Watson and Matthew Stafford there. I really don't think Stafford is a realistic option in the sense that the Lions don't want to send him to a division rival, and also they want to send Stafford to a team where he can have success. I think it's kind of like the Bill Belichick-Jimmy Garoppolo situation where they want to do right by Matthew Stafford and are going to send him to a team a little bit more suited. You know, the teams like the Indianapolis Colts, we already mentioned, are one of the favorites there, or the San Francisco 49ers, teams that are, or even the Patriots, teams that are like pretty darn ready to go to a Super Bowl and could be just a quarterback away. The Bears are a little more than a quarterback away. But which quarterback away is what's really interesting here because at the end, Jay Glazer talked about there could be a couple of other quarterbacks available that might surprise you. And so does that, you know, when he said Carson Wentz, probably already not longer on the table. When I try and think, okay, who are some quarterbacks that could be could be available but don't immediately come to mind, right? Like no one thinks Josh Allen is going to be available this offseason. But like Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons, not a quarterback that we've heard a lot about being shopped or anything like that, but they have a new head coach. They're kind of going through some organizational change there. And Matt Ryan is already 35, will turn 36 this offseason. And the Falcons have a really high draft pick where they could get one of these top quarterbacks and already be ready to move on from Matt Ryan. Another name, Teddy Bridgewater, Seemed to have a pretty all-right season with the Carolina Panthers. Kind of were in the long haul with him and Matt Rule being that pairing there. But if they have the opportunity to get Deshaun Watson or Matthew Stafford or one of these other quarterback upgrades, maybe Bridgewater could be available. The Bears were rumored to be interested in Bridgewater just like 12 months ago in free agency. He ultimately went to the Panthers, but that was the rumor that the Bears were initially pursuing him before they went to Nick Foles. So, you know, is Bridgewater one of those potential surprise options that Jay Glazer talked about there. I mean, maybe Jared Goff from the Rams doesn't quite get you as excited, but another quarterback that seemingly would have a starting job available to him and the Rams haven't shown a huge sign of wanting to move on from him, but could be available in that regard. So a lot of different ones you can kind of sprinkle in there. Aaron Rodgers, of course, would never come to the Chicago Bears if he was going to leave the Packers via trade. So just maybe Glazer opening us up to some more options there, getting us a little bit excited again that, hey, all of a sudden, all those Bears fortunes that we talked about with coaches not wanting to come here and maybe free agents not wanting to come here, if they could somehow get Deshaun Watson, which again, is not going to happen, but if they could get a major quarterback upgrade, that all of a sudden drastically increases just the desirability of the Bears as a landing spot for free agents, for draft picks for potential trade partners. I mean, all sorts of things change so much if you can get the quarterback position right, particularly with a blockbuster-type move. I promise we're going to go through all of the different Bears quarterback options this offseason, try and figure out what's realistic and what's also the best fit for this team. But we've got plenty of time don't worry. And we still have the Super Bowl to get through. And these Kansas City Chiefs, I think, 
provide us a little bit of a lesson on Matt Nagy and this Bears coaching staff offensive system and cultural setting that they have in place for the organization that mirrors some of what the Kansas City Chiefs do. We'll use a Patrick Mahomes leadership moment as an example next on Locked On Bears. The Bears are going to have a lot of moving parts this offseason, and nobody knows more about moving parts than our friends at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. They've got anything you could possibly need, from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether you're fixing up a classic car in the garage or just need a part for your daily commuter, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. I love how easily their catalog is to navigate. I just enter in my car's make and model, and then I can see all the parts available and sort by the brand's specifications and prices I prefer. And those prices at rockauto.com are particularly important to me because the chain stores will actually have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers like us. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody. So don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Head on over to the website right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. The only protein bar you'll ever need are built bars. I promise you try them once, you're never going to go back to any of those chalky bricks you can buy in the boxes at the grocery stores because built bars taste like candy bars. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, they're soft and they're easy to chew. They come in 18 amazing flavors, and I, I have had every single one. As I look down the list, I have tried every single Built Bar flavor up to this point, and I haven't had a single one that wasn't delicious. They really do taste like candy bars. But the difference is they have 17 grams of protein and only 4 grams of sugar, only 130 calories per bar. You can't find that anywhere else with this level of taste. You got to try it for yourself. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. I love when programs like inside the NFL and they used to do like mic'd up sideline segments really bring you right into the action, even when it's after the fact like this, when you can go through and hear a player's audio during a game. And of course, they do a great job syncing up the video with it as well and really kind of bringing you there with a different angle and a different side of the game that you just couldn't get while you were watching the broadcast. And we got a taste of that with Patrick Mahomes and Mikkel Hardman and the rest of that Chiefs offense on the sideline against the Buffalo Bills. Inside the NFL put out a little clip of really trying to highlight the Chiefs' leadership on the sideline. Mecole Hardman, at one point in that game, muffed a punt and, of course, was 
frustrated, understandably so. I mean, he made a big mistake for his team and was something that could have sort of shaken his confidence, but his teammates were there to support him. And you're, you're, you're asking yourself, okay, Lauren, what does this have to do with the Chicago Bears? Listen to the message from Fred first Patrick Mahomes, and I think you also hear Travis Kelsey in there sort of trying to keep Mecole Hardman's confidence up and show their support for him and their teammate. And, of course, Hardman rewards them and goes down and scores a touchdown on the next drive that they had the ball. But listen to the language Patrick Mahomes and company use and see if it sounds familiar to you. Hey! Hey! Bring it on an end around to McCole Hardman. He's got plenty of room. He's at the 25-30. Road gear, 45-50. They block the next guy, 40-35. Andy Reid dials up the jet for 51. They throw it left side to Hardman on a wide receiver screen into the end zone. Touchdown! Helping us to forget about that muff punt. Hey, that's how you handle the version. You smack it right in the mouth. That audio courtesy of Inside the NFL on Showtime. But the words there that Patrick Mahomes used, be you, be us. It's the same two words Matt Nagy uses all the time. The words be you are printed in large letters on the play sheet Matt Nagy holds on the Bears sidelines. It's kind of the Bears mantra. And of course, he gets it from his time with Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. But I think what stands out to me is that in Chicago, that BU slogan has been somewhat of a point of a joke or making fun of the Bears because, of course, the Bears have not been as successful as you would want in Matt Nagy's second and third seasons. I mean, 8-8, eight and eight, missing the playoffs last year and now barely falling into the playoffs and having some embarrassing moments and big losing streaks along the way. I mean, there's been, we've, we've gone over ad nauseum the Bears' issues here. And so the joke is sort of when you say, be you, that you is mediocre or is not good enough. And that perhaps that the Bears shouldn't try and be you, as in be themselves, but be better than that. I mean, right, you can see where the mantra runs dry a little bit when you've lost six games in a row and it's hard to look at yourself and be yourself, to be you, to be truly invested in that when it's not working. But it goes to show that those words don't ring hollow. Those words and that mantra, it's not a fruitless effort from Matt Nagy. There's a difference when it's Patrick Mahomes saying it as opposed to Mitch Trubisky. I understand that. It's not to say that like Matt Nagy is doing everything right and this is proof that Matt Nagy is doing everything right. But I think we can get a little bit too caught up in associating the results we see on the field with the process of getting there. And sometimes the process can be the right one and just have the wrong results. So the process can be a positive one. And I think in this specific example, this idea of being you, being us, let's be who we want to be. Let's be ourselves. Let's be true to ourselves on a football field that can give you confidence, that can allow you to overcome adversity, like the Chiefs had talked about there. And it can be a positive mantra and just jumping off point for this Bears organization. I think it says something 
that a team as successful as the Kansas City Chiefs still use it in an AFC Championship game situation. That It shows that in this specific aspect of Matt Nagy's leadership, it is a process, it is a mantra, it is a concept at the head of the organization here that can be successful and has been successful and is still successful for other organizations. It's a small thing. It's not the difference between the Bears winning and the Bears losing. It's, you know, the mantra of BU is not going to push them to be in the playoffs necessarily. But I think it speaks to the job Matt Nagy has done to keep the locker room even when they lose a lot of football games, to not let things boil over, to not lose control, to have the support of his players through adversity. The messaging, to some extent, works in that regard. It hasn't worked to win playoff games, but it has worked in some ways, and I think the Chiefs are further evidence that the messaging is a strong one. That's all. Let's not read too much into it there. That's not a defense of, oh, see, they should keep Matt Nagy. They should. They were smart to not fire him. No, 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 no. We're not extrapolating it any farther than that. It's just sort of an example of where Matt Nagy is coming from and how it can be applied in other situations. That's the kind of nuance I try and bring for you each and every day here on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure that you subscribe to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. We'll keep chugging along throughout the start of this offseason, a time that's still very much in flux and in transition, and we never quite know exactly when more Bears news is going to come out here through January. And as the week moves forward here, we'll have to do some Senior Bowl NFL Draft talk with our friends down in Mobile, Alabama. I usually go every year, but with COVID this year, it's just not going to be the same experience, and I I don't necessarily want to risk some of those environments in terms of you know, a lot of people potentially close together and all that stuff. But we're still going to talk about the game from a distance here safely. And I've got a couple of buddies in the industry that are down there on the field and on site in Mobile that we'll talk to a little bit later this week. Get our NFL draft coverage turned up just a little bit here. A little bit of an early dabble, but nothing too in-depth because we still have a lot more ahead of us. Free agency, coaching staff changes, trades, and so much more. So appreciate you for following along with us. I hope you'll stick around for the rest of the ride, even without Bears football on Sunday. I'll make sure you still get to bear down. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.